Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, look, everyone's talking about taxes, so let's join in. In December 2020, the UK government debt was about 2.2 trillion, nearly 5% more than our entire gross domestic product, and 13.7% above the EU average. Approximately a third of the national debt is owned by Her Majesty's Government due to the Bank of England's quantitative easing programme. In other words, printing money. About a third of the cost of servicing the debt is paid by the government to itself. The UK collected $828 billion in taxes in 2019-20 and ranked 23rd out of 38 OECD countries in terms of tax-to-GDP ratio. That's a ratio of 32.8% compared with an average of 33.5%. The tax-to-GDP ratio 2019 in the EU averaged 41.4% and might be why most of our public services are shambolic, threadbare or keep you waiting for an operation, a passport, justice and to get the roads mended. Fiscal policy can be harnessed to reduce inequality in low and middle income families, but it's not very good at reducing poverty. Levelling up ain't easy. And there's a question that sits behind all this. Does the tax that citizens pay give them efficient and value-for-money services, or would they be better off paying less tax and deciding for themselves how to spend their money? The answer is probably let people decide for themselves, but it doesn't really work like that. There are some things we can't do for ourselves. We can't have a cruise missile in the garden shed in case you-know-who casts an envious eye over Bogner. And happenstance and life's little jokes may deliver us something horrible or run us over with a bus, and we need full Monty health care beyond insurance premiums all too obvious from the gaps in the US. We syndicate our risks and call it socialised medicine. It's supposed to be the same for social care, but it's not, and that's why it's not a good idea to get old in Tory Britain. The biggest slice of tax comes from income tax. Raise income tax by a penny, and you get about $5.5 billion extra. Corporation or business tax only yields about $52 billion, enough to keep the NHS going for about 120 days. When Bojo was touting for the job as PM, he claimed cutting the rate of corporation tax in the UK always increases the amount of revenue it raises. Uh, no. A lot depends on the performance of the economy, the global cycle, trade deals, post-COVID inflation, regulation, the impact of Brexit, and now fuel prices. No authority suggests that it would always increase revenue, and anyway, it's not instant. So what's the upsum? Well, the Tories are looking for a new leader. A lot of them don't seem to be able to work a calculator and struggle to understand there are two main sources of economic growth, enlarging the size of the workforce and growth in the productivity of the workforce. We don't have a big enough workforce and immigration is a crime defined by the Brexit thought police. And in 2019, ranked on GDP per hours worked, UK productivity was around 15% below the US and France. It's obvious to me tinkering with the tax system is short-termism, and that's corrosive for the economy. 
focusing on short-term political appeal and ignoring the long-term strategic fundamentals and value creation. So here's what I'm looking for. Efficient public services shaped by devolved strategic powers, a real living wage to lift families out of benefits, a skilled workforce delivered by a relevant education system where university is not the default and includes employers, a digital infrastructure, 1.5 million homes have no internet connection, a shift in taxation policy from delivering shareholder value solely through profits to encouraging value through profits and the benefits that business brings to the social, economic and environment systems in which it operates. Have the Tories got anyone who can do that? I guess we'll find out. Thanks for listening. This has been Royal Guinea.